I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We might just be in France, but this is global. These players are icons, their stories are noble. In fact, each story into the game is golden. It's way more than just a game. It's a player's story into the pitch and all that she overcame. It's football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. What's up? I am Monkey. And I'm Heath. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in Paris, bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. And here's what we've got for you today. We speak to England forward Nikita Paris. Ellie Menjim has an inside score and gives us everything you need to know about Italy. But more importantly, Heather O'Reilly will be joining us. Heather O'Reilly is a World Cup winner from the United States. 231 caps for the national team. She's won multiple Olympics. This is the final season of her career, so we're catching her at the best moment. But first of all, we've got a little recap from last night's matches as the five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copper 90. So five things you need to know about going into your day. Number one, go suck on it. You don't mean that. To no, other not people. really. Sam Kerr said that post-match interview at the criticism the Australian national team received after the first game, and of course they won three-two against a very strong Brazil side. Yeah, it was like I said when I did a little last-minute research on Lisa Devana. I went on there, and it was just a whirlwind of media reports with oh. like the worst titles all coming from like Australian websites. Half of them I couldn't read because you have to pay to see them. <laughs> what yeah. was one of them said? It was uh, attack turns to water which is just as worrying as the defense or something like that. It's their first game. (laughs) Chill out. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, crazy. All right, number two. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yes, uh, Marta with her 16th World Cup goal. One more than our man Ronaldo. Not our man, just the man that is Ronaldo. And four (laughs) more than Pelé at a World Cup. The only Brazil player to find the net at five different World Cups. What a G. Magnifique. Magnifique. Is that a a word you learned today? Uh, No. That one's, I learned that in a movie probably when I was a kid. Uh, Number three, South Africa versus China. China win 1-0. A relatively boring match. Yeah, that is a relative. I think most entertaining game of the tournament so far has now been passed on to Australia versus Brazil because it was very well fought. And then I guess the most less entertaining game was maybe South Africa versus China. So we're going to give you guys a stat to to, to make this (laughs) a little more more spicy. Uh, 23rd different goal scorer at the World Cup. Uh, happened 
in the China match with Li Ying. Second half, they were also dominant. So. Super dominant. They could yeah. have had a couple goals in that second half. You can see something finish. starting to happen there, though. They have some talent. They just haven't really found the balance yet there. I think so. And a lot of groups are so wide open now. Yeah. So I'm interesting to see what happens today. But a little bit more on that in just a sec. Number four, you have some breaking news, don't you? Yes. Uh, so Ronald Pedros, is that how you say his name? Yep, sound I think right to me. Set of confidence. Um, leaves Leon after leading them to two Women's Champions League final titles and five trophies overall by mutual agreement. So I don't know what's going to happen. He has to be going for maybe a national team then at some point, or maybe they're bringing in someone bigger. Bigger. Yeah. And I, d I actually genuinely don't know which one it would be. Could be either. Ooh, it, the mystery. Oh, yeah. I would really like to see like a huge, huge name come in and uh, manage a women's team. That'd be uh, amazing. Yeah, that'd be sick. It's been amazing to see on the on the England side. That's a, been a really cool thing to yeah. just see yeah. somebody come over from a completely different background and fully embrace it. And, and Neville. And, and, and help. Yeah, you know the Neville family are all in sport. No, Do you know the sister of the Neville brothers is the manager for the national netball, England netball team? Wow. Or the Olympics team. One or the other, I can't remember, but she's led them to multiple titles. So it's a real, like, family affair. Also, did you know that their dad was called Neville Neville? Wow, that makes his sense. first name was Neville. His last name was Neville. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. Strong name. Name so nice, they named him twice. Twice, yeah. exactly. Yeah. how the phrase goes. <laughs> and finally, going into today, Japan versus Scotland, Jamaica versus Italy, England versus Argentina. Boludo. Come on, England. Say that. Um who do you got? Uh, Japan versus Scotland. I'm going to go for Scotland. I want Scotland to win that one. I'm going to support them. And then Jamaica versus Italy. I'm going to go for upset. Let's 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 go Jamaica. And then obviously England. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Japan because I want them to play beautiful football. I'm going with Jamaica because I want that group to continue to be chaotic and be a mystery of who's going to get out. And then I'm riding for England this entire tournament again. Nice. I want the beer throwing, so I'm going to keep going until I get it. Sweet. I'll throw a Budweiser over your head. No problem. Please do. Football Inside Out by Copper90. Welcome to Football Inside Out with our very first guest, Heather O'Reilly. Hello. Ooh, first guest. I'm yeah. very honored. Yeah. First in-studio guest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very you're, No, you're co our first co-host. Yeah, first co-host. You're an official co-host. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So we're going to have you do all the reads and the ins and outs and everything like that. And we're just going to take our headphones off and leave the room for a little bit. And let you just <laughs> carry this on. I'm supposed to be off today. This sounds like too much work. I know. We've brought you back in, haven't yeah. we? How How's you been? I've been great. I've been great, you know, enjoying Paris. Um, this is the first World Cup that I've been part of since I was 22 years old, not being a player. So obviously I'm seeing the World Cup from a different lens right now. Um, but it's it's a ton of fun. I think in that regard, it allows you to appreciate the, the grand scale of the tournament and, you know, all the storylines of the different teams and just the magnitude of it all instead of... When you're playing, you just are so focused on the next game, on the next match, trying to crack into a starting lineup, that sort of thing. So uh, I'm enjoying uh, the Women's World Cup from a different side now. You said today is your day off. Is the day off different now or when you were playing? Like, is it different than when, when you're playing in the tournament, a day off? Can you uh, relax a little bit more? Or is it the same sort of stress now that you're working on the other it's, side? Of it's a similar stress, actually, I think. Um you know, doing the media stuff is similar to playing in that it's you still have to perform when it counts, um, especially on live television. And, um, you know, you need to take care of yourself, all that kind of stuff. So on my day off, I'm really trying to 
you know, eat well and get lots of sleep. And since I'm still a professional player right now, I need to make sure I get my workout in. But all the things that sort of bring me a lot of peace and joy, which um, I would do when I was a player anyways, doing tonight, like getting my nails done <laughs> and, you know, having coffee with friends, that kind of thing to Same. kind of unwind. Same. Yeah. There's a great nail bar around the corner, by the way, oh, just nice. in case you need to know. I do need to know. I yeah. do need to know. And Heath. I needed to know too. I, why why, Sorry, wouldn't, why wouldn't you share yeah. that my direction? Yeah. You've held no. that information hostage till we have our... We can well, go that. together. We yeah. can team, team nail are you the kind of Are you the kind of guy that gets pedicures and manicures? I mean, I'll do a pedicure only for the foot massage part of oh, it. Okay. Like, I don't really care. Get snipped like, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, that's all part of it, but right. I just like the, the foot massage yeah. part. I mean, yeah, the first yeah. 30 seconds, I'm like shaking because I'm extremely ticklish, but then right. after that, yeah. it's like... No manicure, though? That's why they call it a manicure. That's you know? true. I, would, I, I don't think they should gender assign the accures. Uh, <laughs> it should be just... Uh, accures. Yeah, just accures. Just accures. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to bring men into this. Yeah, exactly. uh, I've had a few in my life, but it's okay. never been one where I woke up and I was like, I could really use a manicure today. Okay. Yeah. But, what about feet, though? You've got to look after your feet as a footballer. You do. I mean, my feet are butchered. So yeah. it's like... <laughs> all of us, yeah. All of us that played for years wore boots that were probably too small. Like, yeah, just bunions for days. Would you... Uh, Give up all that you've done to have <laughs> lovely feet. Your your the, the most ideal feet that you could imagine. That you get to look at them every day and go, "I'm these are these are oh, everything that I ever wanted them to be." No, yeah, I will. I will take that trade off. I will have mangled feet for the rest of my life for um, for slipping on those boots for my country so many times and having a long professional career. But when I wear flip-flops, it's not a good scene. Yeah. It's not a good scene, but... <laughs> that's why the athletes invented the socks with flip-flops thing, because yeah. no one yeah. wants to see those toes. You know, that's yeah. not really a thing in the UK. I rock it, but it's like, it's it's only been recent. People always used to give me shit for doing that. Yeah, well, you know, us in the US is always so forward-thinking, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just wait for it. It might be coming. Yeah. Yeah. We're so fashion-forward, yeah. just in every regard. Like, yeah. you know, you guys are probably just going to come later, so... Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like fly the flag. Yeah. I'm just waiting. Yeah. yeah. Trailblazer, really. Exactly. That's cool. The food here. You said that on the day off, you're trying to get back to eating. <laughs> well, what have you been eating, or what 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 have you been off schedule on? Yeah. Well, I think just due to the TV schedule with Fox, like you know, we're we're pretty busy in the evenings. So covering so many matches, especially in this group stage. So a lot of times it's just kind of like grabbing a sandwich here and there. But, uh, you know, we are in Paris, so I thought that it was uh, appropriate for me to test out the crepes at multiple mm -hmm. places and make sure that I, you know, did my research and my due diligence on the best crepe in town. So uh, I had a few of those. Um, a few yeah. as in like you could count it on one hand. <laughs> well, you know, you have the sweet ones, which have like Nutella and sugar and all that. And then yeah. you have breakfast crepes. So, you know, there's a couple different categories. So you got to like make sure that, yeah, you yeah. have to be thorough in your research. Which have you preferred? Oh, I'm Nutella. Like I don't, I never have Nutella back in the U.S. Do, I know do, that they sell it at the stores, it? but yeah. like Europe, just like I equate Europe and Nutella, like I, they just go together for me. And so when I'm here, I just like don't hold back. Yeah. Just lather it on. I'll put it on anything. Like, have you guys ever had Marmite? Is that a I have. Uh, it's not a thing in the US. Definitely not. Um, 
I've tried it though, and I thought it was really gross. It can be nasty, man. Yeah, it's a bit not... weird. By the way, you're sitting with two gooners right now, so yeah. Ah, we're gonna expect you to answer all things. British. Good related. British. I will do. Um, <laughs> the women's team had a wonderful season. They had yeah. a great season. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't finally say we're champions in something, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. Men's team, not so much. <clears throat> well, it's a rebuilding decade. It is a rebuilding decade, <laughs> yeah. Although we did brick better than by I brick. <laughs> I was so honored to be there at the same time as Arson and his final season. I mean, I know that it was a stressful yeah. sort of end there, but... Um, yeah, what an honor that I got to, you know, share the practice fields with such a ledge. And um, even on his last day, uh, well, I guess it wasn't his last day on the job, but close to it when he announced that he would be stepping down, I saw him in the lunchroom and I like had a lump in my throat and oh. just, but I, I felt like I had to just thank him for his contribution to the game and, and all that. And he said, thank you. Thank you so very much and the good luck in your career. And he was so sweet. Wow. That was my, that was I, my French. I, no idea. Yeah, I, thought I, I had no idea he was German. That's what I was. <laughs> uh. He was very, um, he was very kind and like just um, humble. Is that the only sort of conversation very, you had with him? That last one? Uh, we had a few others in the salad line, but like nothing of <laughs> substance, just like, oh, the cucumbers look good today, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but he was always very nice, and um, I wish that there was even more integration with the men's and women's team. Um, sometimes we would see the guys around, but but he was always asking about how our team was doing and what the result was the, the weekend before and all that kind of good stuff. So you, you guys would like eat together? The men's and the uh, sometimes, yeah. yeah, we had two. We had our own canteen, or so they say. But sometimes we would share the same lunchroom, so that was always pretty cool. How was it like playing in uh, England for that time? It was awesome. So I was there for eighteen months. Yeah. Um, what was the equivalent of the spring series, which England FA put on to kind of adjust the seasons over there? And then I played one full season. Um, you know, I went late in my career, so I went over as a 32 year old. It was definitely like a cherry on top of my, you know, already long, uh, established career in the U S but I just wanted to try something new. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see what was going on in Europe. Um, I wanted to go to a big club, obviously being at an English speaking club was, was helpful for my game, but I had a blast. I mean, I went, I really soaked up the whole football experience uh, as a whole in London and in England, like went to as many stadiums as I could, saw as many Premier League games. I obviously went to all the Arsenal men's games. We had, you get two tickets for those um, if you're on the women's team. So I, I soaked it all up. That was for sure. But at the end of uh, 18 months or so, it was time to come home and I wanted to finish my playing career in the U.S. So back back where it all started, which is in North Carolina, uh, I live in Chapel Hill where the University of North Carolina is. And so for me to be part of the North Carolina Courage and sort of my final victory lap now is, um, is really nice. But I'm happy that I did it and uh, I, I will have memories for a lifetime. And we were able to win one trophy when I was there. We got third in the league, which was a little bit of a bummer because on the women's side, the top two teams make Champions League. So it took them until this season to to win the title and off, and therefore get Champions League. So that was a disappointing result, getting third that season. But we did win the League Cup, so uh, I was proud of that and bring home one more trophy to my trophy kiss. Did you um, did you ever go to like, any like really lower league football games? Let's have a look, have a watch. Uh, I didn't go to. That's fun. 
They're rowdy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I didn't go to any lower league games, but um, yeah, I went to a lot. I'm trying to think of my, my favorite. Uh, maybe Fulham. I love going to Fulham Stadium and uh, Craven Cottage. And Craven Cottage yeah. and just experiencing, uh, is that Putney? Putney? <laughs> yeah, Putney, the area. Putney, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really cool there on the water. It's yeah. rad. So I think, uh, yeah, that was my favorite stadium probably. If, if you come back to UK, I'll take you to a late in Orient game. Okay. <laughs> it's very like old school. Is it? Super old school. This is yeah. again, I'm not, why have I not gotten that in? Bro, invite? you are always welcome into the Leighton area. This is We can make a day obvious. of it. The yeah, three we of can us. go. All three of us can go. Sweet. We can go. You can eat a we'll pocket get pie. Cures, and then we'll go to a match. Yeah. Ready. Ped. I love the pies. Yeah, the pies. I didn't I didn't hold back from the pies at halftime. You know. Yeah, I love the pies. Although, there was word that I was going to have a pie named after me called Heather O'Piley, but (laughs) (laughs) it never happened. I don't know. I don't know. There was a lot of hype around the Heather O'Piley, but (laughs) I don't think it actually came to fruition. So if anybody out there is listening to this, that's maybe in the industry, you know, think about it. The pie industry. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any other foods you could make with your name? That's a pretty good one. That is tough to be yeah. made for that. There's a really good pie shop in Highbury called Pieberry Corner. That was the one. That was, was that the split. one? Yeah. No fucking way. Pieberry Corner. They were, well, I think that somebody was really encouraging them to have a Heather O'Piley. And then there was a lot of debate about what kind of pie would it be, a sweet one or a savory. Mm. And my reasoning was that it should be like just a classic American pie. Like what would go in that though? What's apples, a cinnamon. Pie? Yeah. That's good chat. That's you know, good I don't want to say. I think ba- that's I called an apple basic- pie. No, it's the Heather O'Pie. <laughs> when you're in England, I, I know, but I, th- I feel like maybe we got to add a few ingredients unique to. All right, put some raisins just steal in or something. Everything American and make it the O'Pie. <laughs> could be a pizza, an O'Pie. In New York, they'd call that a O'Pie. Don't think that would go down. Yeah. Then they call it. Oh a yeah, pie? like a Chicago a like like a pie. In New York, they call it a pie. Like if you buy a pizza, they say, "Can I can I get a pie?" Do they? Yeah. No way. Yeah. All right, I'm not going to throw the word pie around in New York, so I'll come back very disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Large pie, please. Yeah. How Pepperoni. are you finding the tournament anyway so far? We're, what, uh-huh. six games in? Are we six games in? Way more than no, that. Six, more, day, six days we're in. We're on day eight. We've yeah. been down here a long time. Yeah, no, this is, um, this reminds me of like one of the bunkers in Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Right? Yeah. Same with us. Except we're <laughs> yeah. living it. Yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm already getting a little bit of a, like a, a tick that I like need to like go see some sun. Um, but the, no, that tournament's been awesome. Um, I was so excited to see the U.S. kick off. I know that it was probably difficult for them to have to wait until final match day of the group stage to to finally get their feet on the ground. Um, but it was worth the wait with that performance, thirteen nil. Uh, you know, I think that they announced their arrival to the tournament. I think that France also, arri- you know, arrived in style with their opening match. And then to follow up with another win yesterday was was good for the hosts. And, um, you know, I, I think England put out a good showing. I was I was, you know, they could they can certainly play better. But um, job done in that first game. Um, Netherlands looked sharp. There was some, you know, disappointing first outings, but as I know in in tournament play, it's like just win and move on. Just keep collecting the points. Hopefully, you grow into the tournament and get better. Um, but it all counts at the end, and you want to be playing your your best football at the end. So I try not to look too much into the performances in the beginning because 
God, God knows in 15, it wasn't looking good for our team. Um, but we just kind of chugged through the group. And then, um, you know, once we got kind of that knockout quarterfinals uh, behind us, then there was no turning back. And everybody remembers the final 5-2 result against Japan. So anything can happen. It's only step one of a seven-step journey. Well, one of the teams that actually started the tournament well, created the tournament's first upset, is Italy. And we're going to go to an inside score from Ellie on Italy right now. Italy are back at their first World Cup since 1999 and have qualified off the back of a swell of interest in the game that saw more than 39,000 fans turn up to see Juventus women take on Fiorentina. Whilst it's hard to see how they get past Australia or Brazil, their recent impressive Cyprus Cup final run rise up the rankings to 15th and strong spine of Juventus players who are all used to playing together means the Italians will not be easy beats and could certainly aim for one of the best third place spots to never get themselves into the knockout stages. But here's what you should really care about when it comes to Italy. Inside, Inside school. When it comes to Italian football, the ugly scourge of racism is never far from appearing in the headlines. In 2013, Milan abandoned the pitch during a friendly when their midfield maestro Kevin Prince Boateng was racially abused. 2017 saw Pescara's Sully Montari storm off the pitch when a group of fans, including children, also abused him over his skin color. And this season saw a two-match stadium ban for Inter Milan after Napoli player Khalidou Koulibaly was subjected to similar treatment. Even Italy's recently retired FA president Carlo Tavecchio had his own scandal, where he was banned from FIFA for six months after making a racist comment about a fictitious African player he named Opti Poba eating bananas. This discrimination isn't exclusive to foreigners, however, as whilst Boateng, Muntari and Koulibaly are of Ghanaian and Senegalese nationalities respectively, even stars of the Italian team, who boast African heritage, have had to go through similar treatment. Mario Balotelli has long spoken of the abuse he's suffered in the Italian game, and this season saw the player many believe to be the future of Italian football, Moise Keane, who's born and raised in the country, abused by his own countrymen in a Serie A match at Cagliari due to the colour of his skin. But there are signs of hope, and where they can be found is on the women's side of the game, where the player selected to the captain of the country to their first World Cup in two decades is Sara Gamma, the Juventus superstar, born in Italy, but to Congolese parents. Not just a force for good against racial prejudice, Gamma has been using her public profile and swell of interest in the Italian women's game to tackle other forms of discrimination, most notably in interviews where she's adamant her role as captain in the squad is termed Capitana, the female noun equivalent of the male Capitano that is more often used even when describing female captains. When asked on her insistence on this, Gamma told one interview, because words are important, they can change reality. In recognition of her role model status for younger generations, Gamma was recently appointed to the board of the Italian Soccer Federation. And Matteo last year created a Sarah Gamma Barbie doll as part of a series called Shiro's that includes 17 inspirational women from the past and present. This summer, this swell of support for Gamma and her teammates is expected to continue thanks to an Italian public starving for World Cup football after the men's team for the first time in over half a century so unthinkably failed to make their own World Cup last year. Perhaps this is why, for the first time ever, an Italian public TV station will broadcast the Women's World Cup, meaning the entire nation will be able to tune in and see their country proudly led out by a Capitana of African origins. Whilst it won't be instant, hopefully such a sight, broadcast into every home in Italy, 
It lacks the change Gamma believes is possible when she said, growth is ultimately a matter of exposure. Understanding beats prejudice. Well, there you have it. And Ellie was wrong because Italy was able to get that upset against Australia. Yes, they were. And they have another game today against Jamaica. I think they've got another good chance to get another three points. Yeah. So it's going to make the group really interesting, something we didn't actually expect. Have there's anybody surprised you in this tournament so far in terms of Teams or players? Uh, either. But in terms of overperforming or underperforming? Yeah, I mean, I think that that upset um, of Italy beating Australia was, I think... I would say the f- only upset of the group stages. So I'd certainly say that that was a surprising result to me. I expected that to probably be, you know, two or three nil mm. for Australia, to be honest. Spain, I think, has been underwhelming to me. I was really high on Spain going into the tournament, and I thought that they could have solved this issue of, you know, keeping the ball for 70% of the game, but then not having uh, enough weapons in the final third. Uh, but seemingly that is not the case, and I just don't think that they have the quality to score goals. I, I, I'm not sure how, what's kind of gone on with their um, personnel because Vicky Lasada and Amanda San Pedro are two, in my opinion, of the most quality players on their team, and they got yanked at halftime of the first game and didn't play at all in the second match. So I don't know what's up there, but they didn't seem um, to be that – uh, that team that I thought was clearly in that sort of what I call second tier teams that are contenders. I thought, you know, them, the Netherlands and Australia um, were teams that could enter the conversation about, you know, kind of bumping out the, you know, the top four, which for me is Germany, England, USA and France. But um, at this point, I think uh, it remains for me to be pretty locked up in those four teams. Yeah, I think Germany for us were quite kind of underwhelming, weren't they? Yeah. Last couple of games, well, like just, they got six points, but like not so convincingly, not as convincingly as no. they have done in the past. Yeah, absolutely not. I think that Germany has been very average for them. Um, I think that Alexander Pop hasn't gotten going. I think that Marijan being injured for the second game didn't help their cause. But they aren't, yeah, they aren't the imposing force that we became so accustomed to having to duel it out with with the U.S. national but team. Isn't it unique always where a team like Germany who gave up early chances in both their matches could have gone down one or two goals from clear, clear chances that weren't capitalized on now have found themselves on six points sort of. It could be very well on two, three or two points or four points or whatever are now on six points and got and can now sort of build their confidence even... They're getting results without even playing well yeah, right now. No. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, you think, I within think a squad? That's, I think that's the ideal situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> crying I out. Think, I think that's the ideal situation because you want to keep moving on, of course, and you want to play your best football at the end. So, you know, better not to peak too early than to, you know, kind of put your cards out there and, and have your best in the beginning of the tournament. So, uh, R.E. Hengst is one of my co-commentators or, you know, co-studio hosts with me on Fox and um, she's a longtime player of the German national team. She played, she won in, um, you know, in 03 and 07. So she has two world cups to her name. And she says that they're always a tournament team, Germany, you know, they always um, find ways to get out of the group and then continue to play their best football at the end. So she's not worried about their performance as of now. Slow burner. That's the way to go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so actually putting it out there, Japan versus Scotland. Obviously, Japan drew their first game. 
I think Scotland could win, get a win. Think so? I think so. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like they made us fight for the, for a two-one win against them, mainly in the second half. But like Scotland, the, no one, no one's really talking about Scotland so much. There's no pressure on them to to, to do too well. It's the first World Cup. Yeah, first World Cup. Um, I I don't write off Scotland at all. I think that. From my time over with Arsenal, I know a lot of these players, Aaron Cuthbert, um, Kim Little, I think, is one of the best players in the tournament that was a little more quiet in the first game, but I think could um, really make an impact against Japan. I, I certainly think that Scotland could progress from the group, and yeah, they're kind of under the radar. It's their first tournament, so maybe that frees them up a little bit to play well. I never understand that underdog mentality, though. I've rarely been on teams that are the underdogs. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. (laughs) Um, I I don't mean that to be arrogant. I've just been part of teams, you know, the U.S. national team, even when I played my my college soccer at UNC and, you know, many of the professional teams that I've been on, but not all of them, have been on teams that you expect to win and people expect you to win. And so I think for my entire career, I've been used to that feeling of like – being able to say out loud, yeah, like we want to win, and if we don't win, it's a disappointment. Um, and a lot of teams obviously talk about making it through the knockout rounds, or you know. And I understand that there has to be slow growth for countries, but um, I love the USA's mentality. That's just like we want to win it. Um, we're not shy to say it, and and bring it on. Let's go and. Um, I think you mean the USA women's mentality. (laughs) Everything you said before that was what I experienced was like, let's get through the group stages. Let's try to get a game, get to that fifth game, do better than Mexico. But like winning was not uh, a part of the conversation. Was that never a part of the conversation? I mean, winning the Gold Cup was, right? Winning your sort of like regional things, qualifying well, but it it's obviously like get out of the group and then see what can happen. But ultimately you're playing against teams and the odds become very low. There was never a talk of like, could we win this thing? Yeah. Like you just don't talk about it. Cause you're so the U S men are still so far from getting to that point. Of course there could be a, a one-off tournament at some point um, that, that you go far, but even looking at the U 20 world cup, the men flew into it, did well and then got knocked out in the quarterfinals when we thought like, oh, they could go on a run. It's just not there yet. Do you think that the States will ever get to a stage where they're competing in the Men's World Cup as well? Of course. You have all, yeah. the, facilities. So. You have all the facilities. and Yeah, of course. I hope, I hope so. I mean, there's no reason I think why not. The sport continues to grow in the U.S. Um, a lot more participants are now playing playing soccer as like, you know, years back there was a lot of um, you know, interest in baseball and, and other things. And American football, I think, is um, is losing some participants due to some concussion issues and stuff like that. Right, so yeah. I think that, um, yeah, continuing to grow the sport in the U.S. will produce some really quality players. I There's no reason to think that at some point it can't, we can't be a contender, I think, with how big our country yeah. is. And, um, but a lot of it is cultural, right? Like a lot of it is just, um, you know, it's just not in our – DNA to eat, sleep, sleep, breathe the game. Um, I think that, uh, especially in Europe and South America, they have that a little bit more from from when these kids are like five years old. And so that will take a while to, to kind of grow. But uh, yeah, no reason to think why it can't eventually get there. Yeah, because you were saying the other day, and um, quite a few of my teammates are American as well, they, they said there's no real like street culture f- 
football. There's no like football on the streets that kids play. We're in like England and Europe. That's just like a normal thing. Like, but in the states, it would be more like basketball would be like a street sport. So, yeah, that that is a big challenge for the U.S. is to find ways to make playing soccer more easily accessible to everybody, um, and that includes you know uh, urban environments that includes you know rural environment it includes everybody and we just want to make sure that everybody has a chance to play the game but i mean me growing up i played a lot of we call pickup like pickup yeah. soccer like just with my with my buddies with my guy friends with my girlfriends like with anybody like i played a lot of soccer so it's out there it's it is happening but maybe it's not as ingrained in the culture as as other places so moving into the england argentina game what are we thinking for this one I know where I stand, but I'm being biased. <laughs> yeah, I mean, England should win this uh, pretty easily. I think that they have uh, a plethora of attacking weapons. Beth Mead, one of my former teammates at Arsenal, is fantastic. Ellen White, Jodie Taylor, we haven't even been able to see what she has to offer for this tournament yet. I'm sure she's eager to make her mark. And I can't forget about Nikita Paris up top. I think she's one of the most exciting players in this tournament. I called uh, that she would have a good goal celebration, and she didn't fail. She... <laughs> She uh, brought the energy and the enthusiasm that we needed after a goal. But, uh, yeah, they should be able to take care of Argentina. And talking of Nikita Paris, here she is. Hashtag Copper 90 Icons. My style of play, aggressive, ruthless, goal scorer. I have to say family. Family's been my biggest driver um, because ultimately through the ups and downs I've always been there. I've lived away from home. They travel up and down to Manchester every week to support me. Best player I've ever played against has got to be Kelly Smith. Um, we played. I played it in the cup final. Via, via, I was playing for Everton via Arsenal and she was unbelievable. Like In the flesh, like absolutely dominated the game. They beat us 2-0 and I'd say them two goals came from Kelly Smith's just genius. Best single performance I've ever seen in a World Cup has got to be Carly Lloyd in the final of Japan. She scored a hat-trick, unbelievable hat-trick, um, to score in a, a final of a World Cup on the biggest stage. Um, yeah. player I want to play against is Marajan. Um, she plays for Germany, midfielder. Probably, the, in my opinion, one of the best midfielders to ever play the game in the women's game. So, yeah, I'd be grateful to come up against her. My favourite off-season exercise has got to be a run along the beach. Uh, no meditation for me and I'm, I'm not the type to sit patiently listening to the to the waves not for me I think when I'm standing over a match aside and penalty because I'll probably get into that position in the World Cup I think what's going through my mind is just the process of what I've been going through for within the season just putting the ball down not really concentrating concentrating on the outcome which is going to be the goal but more about the process and making sure to put myself in the best position to put the ball in the back of the net Football Inside Out by Copper 90 Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, there you have it. Interesting stuff. So, one more question for you, then we'll let you get out of here on your day off. Uh, greatest moment of your career, so far at least? Ah. <sighs> You know what? There's a lot of them. Oh, I'm lucky to say that there's yeah, a lot of them. I'm a multi-time winner. Yes, but uh, I will say I will say on the um, day that I retired from the national team, I celebrated 231 caps, and that woo. is a lot of caps. I played under five different coaching staff, so I think that's a huge honor for me. That's an enormous amount of caps, and not too many people in the world have that. Your goal was 230, so you broke that. Yeah, I busted it right <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, went right past it yeah. to the 231. And I scored and, a bomb uh, in the 2011 World Cup <laughs> against New Zealand. It was an a- absolute rip. Any, and, any uh, others off the top of your head? Keep them coming. Uh, winning a World Cup and three Olympic golds. Jeez. Pretty good. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. That's. I think that's. Uh, now I'm starting to feel bad when How'd you say you all else? the things that you've accomplished. Uh, I haven't done anything. Yeah. No. no. I have been on some very good teams, so yeah. I'm proud of that. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. I know, got a busy month, and you took time out of your schedule to join us. So we're so thankful for that. Thanks, guys, and thanks for c- continuing to grow the women's game. So awesome. Cheers. Awesome. Great. Exciting stuff. Football inside out by Copper Ninety. Wow. What a legend. Ledge. You know, we've set the bar high for our sit-in co-hosts. I know. What are we going to do now? I don't know. We set it too high, maybe. Co-host number two, Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> no? Too ambitious? That would be amazing. Uh, and slightly I, weird. Yeah, it would. Maybe she's a football I'm fan. up for it. Do you want to DM yeah. her? Slide yeah. into the DMs? Yeah, I'll see if she responds. Imagine what those DMs have, you know, with like the requests that people don't ever look at. It's like 10 million unopened DMs. Do you ever look at those weird ones? Yeah, I, I actually try to look at the DMs as often as possible because there are some people that ask like earnest questions and sometimes they're too long to respond on DM and I'll be like, I, I shouldn't have opened that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they want like an honest response, like how can I become a pro? And I'm like... In five in five sentences, yeah. how can I become a pro? Yeah. But I got a day in numbers for you. Go on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, 1.3 million. Is the amount of tickets that have been sold for the tournament? Probably close to that. But the answer to this one is the number of females registered with the National Association, the National Football Association or affiliated clubs in Europe. As like players or as coaching staff or just people all round. Come on. We just got the, the universal signal for all around. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tornado. If you're, since you can't see it, it's a tornado. That means all encompassing. The number one. Just the number one. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't know. What is that? Our podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, Inomi Obi is the first African player to play in five World Cups. So she is the only one. Ah, that is vague, but a great fact. Hey, it is what it is. 18. It's the last one, by the way. 18. So you. 18. 
You can claw your way back into this at 33%. 18. I don't know. It's the number of players over the age of 25. Wrong. But it's 18 World Cup matches that Germany have not conceded a goal in the first half. Very German. Yeah. Defense. 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 That's not a thing. It's game six in the NBA, so it only makes sense that we're throwing out these defense. Defense. Quite good at this. Yeah. I might try and bring it bring it to the UK audience. You should. I don't think it will go down very well. Uh, you never know till you try. So that's it for today. Yeah. Another show done. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review. Or a bit like the other guy, leave us a review of three stars and then change it to five stars a day later. Make us earn your love. By the way, <laughs> that was a really smooth little outro you did there. Thanks. Very freestyle-like. Thanks. Almost to like a, a beat. Almost like you work in music. Uh, and subscribe to the daily newsletter that's going out during the tournament. Head over to copa90.com slash WC19 and click or tap on Copa90 France Daily to sign up. Uh, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you as well. Football Inside Out at copa90.com. Please share with us your thoughts on the show and tweet us using the hashtag, hashtag Copa90InsideOut. Bye. See you. Copa90 Football Inside Out. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 